now betting for the sports animal your afternoon drive number two men on van nunley and fred slow and in the on deck circle amory castillo this is two men on with van nunley and fred slow Hey, yo. What it is, Duke City. Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Another beautiful day in the city of Albuquerque, New Mexico. If you like rain. I mean, it's, it's nice to mix it up a little bit, Bob Wolpo. Yes, it is. Except it plays heck with my wife's rheumatoid arthritis. No Fred Slow today. He's out on assignment for two men on and talk ABQ Productions and Duke City Championship Wrestling and whatever hat that he's wearing today. And he wears a number of them. A number of them. We both we both got a bunch of hats. Yeah, I'm not a hat guy, and we wear so many friggin' hats. I just wear the one or two. <laughs> okay, you. I'm going to be honest, Bob. You seem like a Tam guy. Like, do you have a, like a fancy Tam or like pork pie hat? No. No? No. Not like a newsy? I have a hat from Eric Strauss across the hall. Ah, I do often House, see House you of in, in the House of Strauss hats. And then other than that, it's just a pretty plain ball cap. Baseball cap. Uh, brown with... Uh, no, it's tan with a dark brown bill. Okay, it's like a just a normal floppy dad hat. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I yeah. can mess with a dad hat. Yeah, I ha- I also have a cream colored dad hat. Also, no Amory Castillo, if you can't tell, because I'm talking <laughs> to Bob right now, not Amory Castillo. No, I do not sound like Amory. Wildly different voices, <laughs> uh, frames. Yes. Uh, outlooks on life. Definitely. Uh, ages. Definitely uh, there too. Sexes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell of a program today. Got a bunch of friends coming with me today, Bob. Yes, you were telling me about it. Every single segment's gonna have a new friend on the program. Yeah. It's gonna Historically, be Historically we used to call it the Van and Friends show. And but um we haven't done one in so long. I don't know what to call it now. I got an idea. Okay, let's hear it. How about Van and Friends? Is that wow. good? That that sounds so original. Okay, I'm going to do that one. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time today to prep the show and think about a new creative name because I haven't done the Van and Fred show in months. But because uh, I was doing my last minute Christmas gifts, Bob, are you uh, are you ready for Christmas? Absolutely not. Okay, have you started <laughs> no. getting ready for Christmas? No, being Jewish, I don't celebrate it. Okay, but, but I you... do have some Christmas cards that I have to send out to friends. Yeah, you have cards and d- yeah. no gifts though. No. Okay. No, they're all older than what you would be expecting a gift from. Now, hear me out. I yes. could have swore Jesus was Jewish. He was? Okay. But you don't celebrate. No. I'm just kidding. I I know all this. I took a <laughs> Comparative religion. I took world religions in college. I'm I'm quite familiar. This is not going to come as a shock to me. Okay. Uh, What day of um, Hanukkah is it? Hanukkah ended last week, I believe, or the week before. 
It was very early this year. Why is it so early this? Oh, because it's like a moon thing, right? It's a lunar calendar. It's a lunar holiday. Yeah. God, it may, just saying the word moon out loud gets me so angry. I hate Warren Moon so much. <laughs> I'm never going to say that out loud again. Okay. I'm saying lunar from now on. Okay. Instead of the word moon forever. Well, it's it's called a lunar calendar, not yes, a moon yes. calendar. I'm familiar. I, here's what I do. So if there's a child in my life, i.e. my niece, we go pretty hard for my niece every year for Christmas. Yes. I will give her actual presents and toys and, you know, stuff to play with, whether it's indoors or outdoors or whether it's just like fun kid stuff or like, I like to get STEM gifts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you science stimulate and technology and mathematics and yes. stimulate the kids' minds. But for like adults... What I do is I'll either give you like a concert ticket or something to experience because I don't want to give American adults more stuff. Well, it depends on what the stuff is. We don't need more stuff. Well, like I said, it depends on what the stuff is, like a gift card to a uh, total wine and more if they enjoy wines. Okay, well, see, that's a good idea because you can use it. something that you can use for something you actually need. And enjoy. And, okay, giving, and enjoying is a very important part of that. Yeah. See, I mean, you could give a, you know, you, you know that a friend likes concerts, but you're not sure what type. Uh-huh. Uh, you might wind up giving him a concert ticket to, uh, oh, I don't know. The Tupac hologram. Uh, yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, for sure. Or, uh, you know, uh, 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 monks doing chants. Okay, <laughs> I'm into that. <laughs> Only on um, what some might refer to as medicine, but I refer to as drugs. That sounds like an awesome time. <laughs> okay, well, maybe the, I don't think that the... Uh, hint, hint, well, Bob! Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I was planning on stopping at the local pot shop uh, tomorrow. So. No, I was talking about the monk tickets. <laughs> oh, the monk tickets. Okay. Yeah, I got all the stuff that I need from a drug store. What, what is it? Uh, Benedict uh, Chance? Arnold? Wait, no. Benedictine. Yeah, Benedictine chants yeah. or something like that. Not they're very, lunar. They're very uh, monotone. I don't think you'd enjoy it. So I, my favorite thing to do, so the major, overwhelming majority of my gifts every Christmas, because I have a handful of loved ones. I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky to have friends and family in my life that enhance my life and make me just feel like the luckiest dude on the planet. And I like to make them food stuff. Oh, that works, too. So every year, Bob, I make pickles, and I make hot sauce, and I make salsa, and I give away, you know, a couple months' supply of all these things to my friends and family to, I want them to think about me every time they put something in their mouth. So what kind of pickles do you make? Um, Last year, I did Cajun. This year, I just went classic. I do, like, some... Classic vinegar brine jarred pickles. I put some garlic and onion and pepper in it. You know, obviously some fresh dill too. Mm-hmm. They're very, pr- they're pretty. Like the jar is pretty and it's presentable, but they're also delicious. Yes, they are. That's a fond memory of my father and I. You know KRST's uh, Eddie Haskell, right? Yes. He does traffic every now and then. Yeah, he does traffic and, every now and then. You he, guys are coworkers. You know yeah. of him. Yes. Oh, no, we've talked. Yeah, I know him. He heard from a bird 
that I make pickles every year. And this is like the first year, like I got to know him and became buddies. Um, he said, Hey, I am a pickle addict. Hit me with some of that hotness. Yo. In other words, he out and out begged for it. He, he didn't say hit me with some of that hotness. Yo, that's more the way I talk, not him. <laughs> but he said he's a pickle addict and love his pickles. I dropped off his pickles today as well as some, some people in the office. And that's something that you can enjoy. You take a bite. It makes yeah. you happy. You get a little release of dopamine and norepinephrine every time you sprinkle that super hot chipotle hot sauce on your eggs in the morning or however you like to get it. And I think that's a lot better than a trinket or something that – because you're what you're doing here, when you buy someone a Christmas present, unless you intimately know them – or you know uh, exactly what they need in their life, or you're just rolling the dice whether that's going to be in the trash or donated to Goodwill or, or friends at Locker 505 or wherever it may be. You just don't know if it's going to get used or not or enjoyed or, Re-gifted. let's be real, appreciated at all whatsoever. That's true. That's true. So I always say experiences over stuff. There's a lot of psychology to that, too. There is, isn't there? Yeah. Experiences are much more treasured uh, 10, 15 years from now than the trinket. I agree. <laughs> you're like, are you sure you're Jewish and you're not actually Buddha? Because well, that was yeah. very poignant, Bob. Well, I read a lot. Oh, okay, good. And that came up in one of the articles. Got a hell of a show for you today. We're talking sports and sports adjacent all day with, as the aforementioned, friends of the show will be in tonight. Check out check out this hit list, Bob. You ready? Yes. Obviously, we got Bob Walpole here producing the show. He's, yes. he's just an 11 out of 10. <laughs> Rob Portnoy. Up next. Ned James. After him. Jeff Grammer. Josh Sushan. Jay Bell. We've had so much warm reception since we started working with Jay Bell. She's an absolute treat. I'm glad to have her on. Jason Thomas of the Ice Wolves. Aaron Buck Burnett. Brandon Ortega. And then uh, we got to bring in a reliever at the end of the program because you're going to go work Lobo men's basketball. Across the hall. Yes, I am. So just like we started talking Christmas and Christmas gifts, the first segment... I'll be talking about Christmas and Christmas gifts in the last segment with famed KKOB producer Jeff St. Louis. That's the man. What a show. Yeah. What do you say we get it started? Works for me. How about we go to an early commercial so we can spend some more time with my friend Rob Portnoy when we get back? How does that sound? Just give me the out cue. How about right now? You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. Listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. One Van Nunley here, one Bob Wolpo on the other side of the glass. And on the Sports Animal Hotline, OG friend of the show, voice of your New Mexico Lobos, and father to a cute puppy in the background, one Rob Portnoy. What's happening, my friend? They must have heard somebody at the door. 
<laughs> okay, uh, who's doing? who's at the door? Is it Amazon delivering more oh, Christmas gifts? I would think so. Yes, it's that time of year, isn't it? It is that time of the year. Um, it's the most wonderful time of the year I've heard. Um, says a song. I'm more of a summer guy. I, I can't let it be the most wonderful time of the year when it's cold and rainy outside. But I get the sentiment. Are you like a hardcore Christmas guy, Rob? You look forward to it every year. Are you the Santa in the family? <laughs> we have multiple Santas in our family, which is great. Yes, we are hardcore. We absolutely love it. Uh, no, I am not fond of the weather at this time of year. Um, but uh, sentimentality wins out. Yeah, it's a great time of year for a lot of different reasons. Your New Mexico Lobos basketball are playing this evening, and we'll get to that shortly. But I want to talk about this new hire for Lobo football. And it was ranked by USA Today as the number one hire of the offseason. And I think they crushed it. I mean, you know me. You know I have just a Sandia-sized sentimentality for our previous football coach, Coach G, wonderful guy. But the university thought it was time to move on. And going to be honest, I've been picking apart this hire, and I don't see one negative aspect of it whatsoever. What's the vibe that you're hearing about Bronco Mendenhall's hire? Oh, it's a grand slam. Um, I agree with you on all counts. Uh, we all love Danny and um, for for so many reasons. And it, it just didn't work out. And uh, the Lobos moving on to its next head coach, I don't see how there is any way that New Mexico could have made a better hire than Bronco Mendenhall. Um, he checks every single box, and he checks boxes that you didn't think the Lobos could check. Um, and I think it, it shows a, a commitment um, by the athletic department, by the university, really – as a whole, to football that right. we haven't seen prior to this point, right? You go from a coach that was making 700000 a year, a first-year Division One head football coach, to a man who's going to make $1.2 million a year, a lot of additional half million per year, with 16 years of Division One head coaching experience behind him and 15 bowl-eligible teams in those 16 years, I might add. It's like, uh, yeah, this this is the home run of all home runs. Uh, if there was a guy out there that could turn this program around and do it efficiently, uh, because this is such a critical time for the athletic department, there's there's no question about it. There's this little two-year window where those two uh, former Pac-12 teams are, are trying to reorganize their league. And we saw more news break today on that front. They've got a, a scheduling partnership, and they're going to be part of the West Coast Conference Basketball League on an interim basis for the next two years. Um, you want to be positioned with both your football and your basketball program to get the biggest piece of whatever pie is available when they make their next move because they're looking to create some sort of a league that – approximates what they used to have. Whether they can do that or not, I don't know. But they only need eight. You want to be one of those eight. The football program at UNM is critical for positioning the Lobos perfectly for that. Concur completely. And he is ready to go to work already. 
because he has his staff in place. Every coordinator, every position group, every specialty, uh, health, strength and, tr- strength and training, everyone's already set. And he, they're his guys and they're heavy hitters. What do you think about this coaching and support staff? Again, the same thing. And, and here's what I look at because, you know, we don't have time to break down each of them individually. Sure. But there is no way in my mind, Van, that this head coach, after two years out, would pick the Lobo football program for his return if he was not certain in advance, in advance of saying yes, that he was going to get the financial resources needed to get the people that he wanted to join him in this endeavor on his staff. So there isn't going to be a guy in this group where it was we're settling, right? He knew that he was going to have the opportunity to go to these guys and say, this is what we can do for you. I'm going to build it new at UNM. We've done this before, and I want you with me. And I, that's had to be something that he knew was in place before he ever said yes. And these guys were all on board in process, right? It just had to be so. Like, there's no – if you're getting back into the, the FBS coaching game and you're doing it at a place that is – Difficult to win, like New Mexico. These are assurances that you had to have, in, in my opinion. He's coming here set up for success in his mind. Otherwise, he doesn't take a job. On the program, program speaking of, you're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM, 610, Sports Animal. On the Sports Animal Hotline, with voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. We've christened him Lobo Mendenhall on the program but I've also heard a really good nickname, Breaking Bronco. Which one do you think he would prefer, or should it just be Coach? <laughs> uh, those are great, uh, massive points for originality and cleverness with the second one. I, I love the, the tie-in to the show that made everyone even more famous. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably best to just go with Coach out of respect. <laughs> Deal. Fine. (laughs) Pivoting to Lobo basketball here with Rob Portnoy. Uh, The boys are coming in hot. They are looking very good. Uh, And health has been an issue. Not every single contributor on this roster has been healthy at the same time. But everyone else who needs to is stepping up, including who I said from day one, this is an absolute dude Watch out for Donovan Dent. Uh, if Bob can pull some audio of me two years ago, that'd be great, but I don't think it's going to happen right now. <laughs> How much fun has it been to watch this team so far this season? Oh, my gosh. Man, it, it is. What more could you want, right? I mean, I will fully acknowledge this up front that I'm a complete homer for the Lakers, and so the Lakers basketball teams of the 80s and the, the style that they played – are what is in my heart and in my blood, Uh like for basketball. Like, that's the way it's supposed to be. There's a length of court available. Why not use the entire thing? And the Lakers were the greatest fast-break team that I've ever watched play. There might have been one before 
I was on the planet Earth, but uh, I haven't seen one since, even close. And this team uses the entire length of the floor. It's so exciting to watch this team. And the difference is the defense, right? You, you don't get out and run unless you play great defense. And actually, a former Lobo, Michael Cooper, was at the forefront of the Laker defense right. of the 80s. And defense turns into offense. Live ball turnovers create fast break opportunities. Transition points are the best way to score. Coach Pitino talks about scoring against the defense before it gets set up. What better way to get good looks than do that? And this team is playing defense uh, at a rate that we haven't seen in a long, long time in Albuquerque. And so given that, and right now the defensive rating in Kempom is at 96.3. It's been more than a decade since a Lobo basketball team finished with a rating that high. Mm -hmm. It was the last year of the Alford era, 2012-2013, when they finished at 90.9. This team is even better than that one was, albeit we haven't played a single conference game yet this year, but 36th in the country in defensive efficiency in the Ken Palm ratings. Uh, Who would have thought that, right? Last in the league in defensive efficiency last year in the Mountain West, the Lobos, um, haven't really given an inch in terms of offensive capability and efficiency, still top 50 in the country, but playing great defense, sign me up. I mean, this is the, the greatest brand of basketball that there is. This is the kind of basketball that this, the pit crowd feeds off of. And the, the, the defensive numbers are startling here. They, they have four consecutive games of 10 or more steals. That hadn't happened since the early 80s in the pit. 1981, 1982, the last wow. time there was a streak of at least, you know, four games with 10 or more steals in a game. Um, it starts with the crazy man, Jalen House. He's so much fun to watch. And when he's on the court, the Lobos play better defense. It's just a fact. They create almost five more steals per game, and they create almost four more turnovers per game when he's out there. His energy is infectious. When, when all three of our backcourt studs are healthy, what what is Coach Richard Patino? what is he going to do with this lineup? Are you going to rotate one in and out, or are we just going three guards all game? Gosh, you know, if, if you ask me, just on paper, the starting five like of House, Mash, Dent, Joseph, and Toppin, it's like, wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy good. But if all of your guards are 6'2 or shorter, you're giving away length, and then the defense, the look of the defense changes, right? So these guys that have been so important in helping the defense improve this year, and I'm talking about players like True Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamal Baker, uh, Quinn Webb, the wing players that have length and size and athleticism, all of them in varying degrees, but that's why the Lobos are able to do what they've been doing defensively. So when Mash is healthy, True Washington's minutes are going to go down, but True Washington is an excellent defender and brings you size and length at 6'4 that the other guards don't. So it becomes a four-guard rotation, and how do you – you know, how does that look? Does it start to be a situation where you make offense-defense substitutions late in games to try to create mismatches and benefit your team the best that you can? It's hard to do that uh, unless they're dead balls. But those are the kinds of things that are going to be going through Coach Patino's head. The minutes 
look, it, it's going to be hard. It's a great problem to have, but it's going to be hard, and it might be night to night figuring out matchup based what the Lobos' best lineups look like. All these guys are going to play. How much is certainly up for conversation. Seven o'clock at the pit tonight, going up against UC Irvine. How do the Lobos match up against UC Irvine, and what do they do to win? So it's a it's a major contrast in styles. This is kind of a theme for the year because of the way the Lobos play. But the Irvine team is an excellent defensive team. Um, they're right there with New Mexico. They're rated 33rd in the national defensive efficiency rating. So they're 33, UNM's 36. But their style is totally different. They do, do not like pace, not the way the Lobos like pace. Um, almost six fewer possessions per game. They're down in the 150s in terms of tempo. The Lobos are 10th in tempo in the country. So um, this is a tough ask for them. Okay, The, the things that make it difficult for them are – they would rather play a game in the 60s and 70s. They're used to playing at sea level. They're playing a team that is going to come at you in waves, try to turn you over, make you play end-to-end, and you got to do it at more than a mile high. So the elevation's a factor. It's, just, it's, it's literally a factor. And they are deep. That benefits them. They'll play 10, 11 guys, and they play a lot of guys a lot of minutes. That's how they run. Um, so that will help them. But that's where they're going to find difficulty tonight, Irvine. If, if they can make it a half-court grinder somehow and pose their style on this game and keep the pit out of it, that will benefit, benefit them greatly. They do have two massive bigs. They, they have a, a 7-1 center from Germany. Uh, named Bent Leuchten, and they have a 6'11 power forward slash center named Dean Keeler. They're both excellent. They both block shots, but they're not super athletic. The Lobos are going to try to run them out of the gym tonight. And I do believe that they will. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun matchup, and this is going to be a really good test for the Lobos because, like you said, I mean, Irvine plays a completely different style of basketball, and it's going to really test out the X's and the O's for Coach Richard Patino, but I'm predicting a pretty comfortable win for our boys. Rob, you know I love talking to you, but we got to let you go because we're coming back with your buddy, Ned James. I think you're talking a little football, perhaps. You that. know it. Quarterback it. talk in the love NFL. It's never been more talented, but it's never been worse on paper, and I want Ned to tell us why. Rob Portnoy, voice of the Lobos, Thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show, my dude. Uh, love being with you, Van. Uh, happy holidays to you, my brother. Right back at you, brother. When we get back, we're talking NFL with our NFL insider, Ned James. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. More sports and sports-adjacent talk when your friends are Two Men On all day today. Got a full show going up all the way till 7 Friends of the show, friends in real life, joining me, one Van Nunley, all day. We talking sports, and right now we're talking NFL with OG friend of the show, Ned James. What's happening, my guy? Hey, what's going on, Van? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always love having you on because I love your mind for football, and I love your perspective on the sport of football because you've done it all. And more importantly, you don't sugarcoat anything. You don't, you don't find it necessary 
to have that watered down coach speak. And I'll tell you what, I appreciate it, and the friends of the show appreciate it. Uh, before we dive into NFL and um, some what I would consider some bad quarterback play this season, are you ready for Christmas? Are you all wrapped up? You ready to rock? Oh yeah, always ready to rock with Christmas. One of my favorite holidays. It just the cold weather, the hot chocolate, the sweet potato pie is what I like the best in this time of year. So uh, I, I need to cut back on it because my gut's kind of sticking out. But uh, I do love this time of year. Uh, well, I mean, you can get a free month membership on me with our friends at the YMCA if you go too hard, <laughs> Ned. But I think you got access I, I to a careful. pretty nice gym up at UNM already, don't you? Everything is everything's good. I, I'm good with working out. I just, you know, as you get older, you can't eat as much. That's all. Ned, in my opinion, I don't think the quarterbacks in the NFL has never been more talented than they are right now. But for whatever reason, and I'd love to hear your opinion, it seems like quarterback play is way down this year. I have some thoughts, but I'm going to kick it off over to you. Why do you think we're not seeing as elite of quarterback play this year as we've seen the last few years? Well, part of it is there, there's younger quarterbacks, and you know, defensive, you know, defenses are catching up. You know, the RPO game came in from college. Uh, guys are catching up with it a little bit, and uh, you know, you can't uh, really hit the quarterbacks. But uh, you know, quarterbacks are getting dinged up. I know there's a lot of guys who are injured this season, as far as the starting quarterbacks go. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're having a lot more backup quarterbacks playing. And, you know, it's still the NFL. It's still exciting. Uh, every week's exciting. Uh, we're seeing some, some really exciting finishes as we're, we're closing in on the playoffs. Um, and so I, I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, everything kind of goes cyclical. Um, I think a lot of people are disappointed because uh, Kansas City is not doing quite as well as they thought right. uh, they would be as far as lighting up the scoreboard and, and those kind of things. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those years, you know, it's just, uh, you know, there's certain teams that are pretty good. And you, you always, when you get late in the season like this, you always got to, you know, make sure you, your running game is is intact, if, particularly teams going into the playoffs, because uh, you're going to need it if you're playing in those inclement weathers. In the North and in the Midwest, uh, you got you got to pack a running game. You got to be able to play, you know, that ground game, and you got to be able to stop it. So, um, you know, the quarterback is just a small part of it, to me, in my opinion. I just I look at it totally different than a lot of people do. Um, playing good defense and great special teams is what gets you championships. So, uh, we'll see. And I, I I agree with you on that one, and I think a, a perfect example of that is Jalen Hurts. It seems like he really had the quarterback position figured out towards the end of last season and at the beginning of this season, but they're on a three-game losing streak, and it could have been way worse because they had to come from behind in their four previous games. So they haven't played like the top-shelf best team in the NFC like I thought they were uh, as little as a month ago than they are now. So is is the Eagles an example of what you're talking about, where the team play isn't as good and it makes the quarterback look worse? Well, what happens in the salary cap age, you know, there's only so many guys you can pay, and then, you know, Jalen's commanding a large contract. And so what happens is after a while, you know, you're going to go through these lows. Uh, you're not going to be able to go to the Super Bowl every single year. Uh, you know, you've got to rebuild, and, and uh, they're pretty good on defense, and that's what's keeping them in games. Um uh, up front particularly. I mean, I know their secondary is a little banged up and they're struggling a little bit back there. But, you know, Jalen's, you know, the RPO guys, you know, I'm, 
you know, if J.J. Buck and I get into it all the time because he's a big RPO guy, and I like the big stiffs in the pocket. You know, I'm a mm-hmm. big Jared Goff, you know, Brady, those kind of guys right. that stiffs that play from the pocket. Um, and uh, it's different, you know. So, you know, you've got a different style of play. It's, it's new age. It's, it's it's starting to take over the NFL. you got more guys who are running at that position, and guys are getting banged up. And so it's, uh, you know, you might see the, the, the poor quarterback play because a lot of these guys aren't, you know, at full – Full health, and uh, you know, uh, a lot of people thought Jalen Hurts was the was the answer as far as the the model for what future quarterbacks were going to be. And then, you know, it comes into this year and he's struggling a little bit. And so, you know, they're kind of seeing that. You know, once people get you on tape, they start studying you. You know, it's a little rougher second time around. So we'll see what happens. Are you a Brock Purdy believer? Because the, he goes through stretches where he looks like an absolute diamond in the rough. Mr. Irrelevant, got him for pennies on the dollar. His contract is so low, it doesn't even count against the salary cap. Is you think he's the truth, or is he a product of having just such an amazing roster? Well, he's, you know, one of the things with Brock Purdy is that, you know, the system I think is really, um, is really good where he's at. I mean, it really fits his style of play. Um, I just think that he's got to, um, you know, kind of, you know, take care of the ball is what he's doing, and he's doing a great job of that. I mean, and he's got a great defense to play behind. So when you have all those things and, you know, you're a guy who's just not really expected to do much and you're playing really above average, um, you know, you're going to be successful. Um, he's done everything he's he's been asked to do. You know, he had the injury last year. He came back from the injury, uh, and he's, you know, he's – clicking on all cylinders. I mean, this is why they went to the NFC Championship game last year. Uh, uh, he, he did a phenomenal job. He understands his role. He understands what they're expecting him to do, and he's protecting the ball, which is important. And, uh, you know, I think just with that, you know, you can win a lot of games, and, and he's proven that. Um, people, you know, are kind of, you know, I, I think Cam Newton was the guy who said that these guys are system quarterbacks. I mean, Cam was a system quarterback. Right. You know, he wasn't a great thrower. I mean, he he kind of had to play, you know, based on what style, you know, they they wanted him to play, which was to run the ball and not not turn it over. And that's what he did. Um, unfortunately, you know, he started reading too much of his clippings, and that's why he's no longer in the NFL. In my opinion, uh, I never thought he was a great thrower of the football. But when Bill Belichick brings you to New England, you know, he's bringing you there because he knows the game is changing, and he he wants to use you in that manner. Since you were an MVP. And uh, you decide you want to wear plumes in your hat and, you know, you want to be in fashion runway model and you want to <laughs> have you and your dad go on and, and be coach, general manager, and owner of the team. So, you know, he had different priorities, and that's why he's no longer playing. But to criticize these guys for being system quarterbacks when guys are, are really playing the position at a high level, uh, something that he achieved for a very short period of time, it's unfortunate that he doesn't see the uh, – the progress and the, the game changing and the way that these guys are playing and, and the how high and efficient these guys are playing at, and uh, he should be able to respect that. Ned James, our NFL insider. I mean, I know you're a big Jared Goff guy. So am I. I think um, he had a great run with the Rams, and then they faltered for a couple seasons, and he took the blame for it. But now in Detroit, he's being surrounded by talent, and he's looking like that early first-round guy who has just a, a giant ceiling. Is that what you're seeing from Jared Goff this year? Well, 
you know, Jared Goff, I always liked him. You know, the guy went to a Super Bowl. I mean, you know, I know he lost, but, I mean, he, he took the Rams to a Super Bowl. And then people started calling the guy a bum because they made a trade for another guy who eventually won him a Super Bowl, which right. was, was great to see. But uh, it wasn't for, you know, a lack of trying that Jared Goff, you know, didn't win a Super Bowl. Um the other guy just came in, and you know they they kind of hit on all cylinders, and were able to win one. So um, I, I like the way Jared Goff plays the game. He's, he plays in the pocket. He's kind of a stiff. So, uh, but he's been successful. Uh, they're not playing as well on defense in Detroit. I think that's going to be their Achilles' heel uh, this season if they don't you know get all the way to the Super Bowl. Um, but uh, Jared Goff is just, in my opinion, he's been you know he was the first overall pick for a reason. I mean the guy's got all the the tools to to be a successful quarterback in the NFL and he's and he's proven that. Ned, I could talk to NFL and especially NFL quarterbacks with you all day, but we got to let you go cuz up next we got Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer on to talk a little Lobo basketball. Ned, thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show and happy holidays, my dude. We'll be talking to you soon. Yes, happy holidays to all of you guys. Bob, take care, buddy. Thank you. There he is, Ned James. You know he's right because he always is. When we get back, talking about some Lobo basketball with ABQ Journal's Jeff Grammer. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Bob, cut the music. My friend Jeff's hanging out with me. Welcome back to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We're running a little bit over, so we're going to jump right into it. ABQ Journal's very own, the award-winning, best-in-the-biz, Jeff Grammer joins us. How's it going, my friend? It's good, man. How are you doing? Good, good, man. You uh, you all ready for Christmas? You got all of your La Bamba-themed gifts ready? Uh, just like every year, I have 17 uh, wrapped VHS La Bamba tapes ready to go <laughs> for family and friends. Uh-huh. And uh, they're they're getting the same thing they've gotten every year they've known me. <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful. I love it so much. Your New Mexico Lobos, friend of the show, are at home at the pit tonight at seven, taking on UC Irvine. Like this is a completely two different styles of basketball. What do you expect to see tonight, Jeff? So Irvine, the, the other than having the the best nickname of any. Lobo opponent this whole season, the Anteaters. Um, Irvine is it's a pretty good team. Uh, they they kind of up and down a little bit when they have some good teams. They're they're fringe NCAA tournament teams. This, this is one of those teams. This will actually be the highest rated team in the net rankings that they've played so far this season, and uh, higher than all the four or five five uh, Mountain West teams. So this is about uh, ratings wise about a, a middle of the pack to kind of upper tier. Mountain West level team. So New Mexico favored by eight and a half. You say you get three points for being at home. That still puts them five and a half at a neutral location. Do you think the difference in between talent in between New Mexico and UC Irvine is five and a half to eight and a half points different? Uh, probably is. I think the the difference that maybe closes that gap a little bit is UC Irvine. Um, has some really key experience, not just experienced players. Uh, the Lobos obviously have some experienced players too. They have fifth-year guys, six-year guys. Jamal Baker Jr. is actually a seventh-year college player. So you can't say the Lobos don't have experience. They just don't have experience together. So a lot of the, uh, you know, they've, they've been playing, I know, now 11 games. So eventually that 
not excuse, but um, at least context about this team uh, goes away. But but they are still a team sort of getting used to each other, right? They're, they're two foundation pillar pieces, Jalen House and uh, Jamal Masperin Jr. They, they built the team around those two guys. And they've been on the floor together this year, 15 minutes and four seconds right. out of 11 games, out of 444 possible minutes. So when you kind of build around these two guys, and those two guys haven't really played much together, and you're piecing in, and you know they've already come and now left with uh, Mustafa Amzil was a starter to start the season. They've come and gone with JT Toppin blowing up into a great freshman, True Washington as well. They, they have a lot of new guys that are in very key roles. That's the only kind of knock right now on, on UNM. Talent-wise, they're a more talented team than Irvine, but Irv- Irvine has a lot of experience that's actually played together for a few years. And so this is oh, – we're on the Sports Animal Hotline with ABQ Journal's Jeff Grammer talking Lobo basketball. This is the type of year – this is the time of year right before we uh, start playing the Mountain West where the hype machine really starts rolling. And then after the last couple performances by House and Dent, um, the hype machine is going to keep rolling and rolling and rolling. Is there a, a sense of pump the brakes? We haven't played anybody that fantastic yet. Let's wait till we get to the conference st- schedule. Let's wait till we play some conference road games to see who we are. Or are you like me and a lot of Lobo homers who are like, this is our year? So they, a little bit of both, I suppose, would be the safe answer. But I'll, I'll tell you, I'm I'm a big believer. There's a lot of metrics out there. Um, real old school people don't want to hear about any of them. Um, some, you know, moderate kind of average fans understand that these metrics kind of tell somewhat of a story, but they don't want to get too deep. I'm, I'm all in on Ken Palm, right? Like Ken Palm's a, a metric that, that rates teams and does judge how good a team does every single game, regardless of who you play. Now, it's all factored in. If you're playing a really weak opponent and you beat them by 10, or you're playing a really good opponent and you beat them by 10, you get more credit for beating the good opponent by 10 than the lower opponent, right? So it's not just about point differential. It's uh, throwing a whole bunch of factors in. And the Lobos have not only been beating decent teams. I know everybody thinks if they don't, if it's not Duke and North Carolina, they're not even a decent team. Well, there are 362 Division One teams. And the Lobos, for the most part, have played the top half of Division One basketball. They haven't played the elite top 100 very often. Definitely not the top 50 at all yet. But they played the top half of Division One basketball, and they've been beating them all pretty comfortably until Friday when they, you know, last Friday against New Mexico State. But uh, they're doing really good against everybody they play, minus obviously one loss in the second game of the season. Lobo's looking fantastic to start the season. How good are they going to look when they give my guy, Sebastian, the Swedish street ball forcing some more minutes? Is it just over for them? I'll tell, well, I'll tell you this right now. I, I hope you're, you're ready for this. I was at practice yesterday, and if, if yesterday's practice was any indication, Sebastian Forsling is about to bust out the headband. Woo, and I buddy, the headband yesterday. Go. And this could be the, the beginning uh, of something. I mean, I, I, a whole new Sebastian Forsling, for all I know. Um, he's the nicest guy in the world. The headband. Maybe he gets a little nasty. The, the nasty Swede's about to be unloaded on the pit tonight. Is this his Ricky Vaughn moment when he threw on the glasses? Is this what's going to turn the table for my guy? It could be. Maybe he had too much sweat in his eyes all these games so far and hasn't really been able to get on track. So now he's ready to go with this headband, and uh, he could be a whole new guy starting tonight.
Obviously, everyone knows Jalen House. Everyone knows Jamal Mashburn. And if you didn't before, you better know who Donovan Dent is. Besides the big three, who do you feel has taken the biggest leap to be the biggest contributor on the court for the Lobos this year? I'll give you two answers here. One is um, JT Toppin, I think, is taking the biggest leap as to what we expected going into the year. Um, it wasn't that Richard Pertino didn't warn us. He, he kept telling me and telling whoever would listen, JT Toppin, this guy's really good. These workouts we're doing over the summer, this freshman is going to be good. The other guy I wouldn't say is taking a leap because he, he used to be rated really high. He just happens to be a seventh-year guy because he's had so many leg injuries. Mm-hmm. I don't think fans expected a whole lot out of Jamal Baker Jr. And his numbers haven't been stellar. But, man, if you want to talk about a steadying force and a veteran presence in a locker room, Jamal Baker Jr., to me, is a really, really key piece of this Lobo um, team. And, and if they're successful, I think Jamal Baker Jr. is going to have a lot to say about it. We're up against it, so I need a quick one here, Mr. Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal. In the absence of Jamal Bashburn, in the absence of Jalen House, the defense has as what's been so impressive about the Lobos this year. We got ballers. We're going to run the court no matter what. But this defense has been wildly impressive. Is this something that Coach Richard Patino worked on in the offseason, or is this something that he's seen from his team as the season's been growing? I, I think he is a little bit surprised at how good Quentin Webb and True Washington have been in the press. And because those two guys could step up in the press – and then Jalen House missed five games, but Jalen House is very good on-ball defender in the press. So they now have three high-level press kind of defenders. So they're putting pressure on opposing teams defensively that they, I don't think, in an honest moment, would tell you they really thought they'd be able to do this year. And uh, their defense has been really, really good this year. Um, again, against the opponents they played, but their defense is actually better than their offense this year. Jeff, you're going to be sitting front court uh, taking selfies with the friends of the show tonight? Absolutely. All right. We'll see you at the pit. Thank you so much. Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer. Thanks for being a friend. Thanks for being a friend of the show. And happy holidays, my dude. You do the same, man. When we get back, it's story time with voice of your isotopes, Josh Sushan. I'm excited for this one, Bob. You're going to like this. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. One hour in the books, two hours to go. And boy, do I have a treat for you guys. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. You know him, you love him, OG friend of the show. And let's be serious, Bob, just just the voice of an angel here on the program. One voice of the isotopes, Josh Sushan. How it's going, my friend? Well, my friend, that is a very nice introduction. It is such a nice introduction that I get all self-conscious if I don't deliver like a <laughs> beautiful voice and like some some wit and wisdom for you. I feel like I'm letting you down after that introduction. Oh, my goodness. You can never because you're batting a thousand on this program. And one thing you are, and I think it might be the thing you identify with the most, whether it's in print or on one of our radio shows or on the airways for the isotopes radio network you're a storyteller josh and you turned me on to a story that i literally read today that i find wildly interesting and there's a lot of parallels uh in my life but i want to give you the floor here can we talk about your party shirt 
Well, first, I love how you set this up by saying you turn me on. Quick little pause. Ah, yes, <laughs> which you often do. To this story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I acquired this shirt um, in the early 2000s. It was somewhere in San Diego, might have been Pacific Beach, might have been um, Seaport Village. And, you know, it was just full of flair and, and character, and I liked it. And uh, I wore it a couple of times, and some people complimented me on it. And because of that, I kept wearing it on a regular basis for about the next 22 years. And and this let's just describe the shirt a tiny bit, because I think your shirt, I mean, and you could uh, get a We'll give the friends of the show all the information where they can read the whole story on your blog post. But it's kind of, um, it's like a dress shirt hybrid. It's like a, a 50s collared button-up hybrid. It's like a, a Hawaiian shirt hybrid. It's like got aspects of every cool shirt ever invented by man, and they all smashed together and got the honor of being worn by you basically to every party you ever went to. Yeah, that's a pretty good description because it's really hard to pinpoint exactly what it is. Yeah, so it, it was a button-up, short sleeve shirt, and it was, it had like some I'm going bowling vibe to it. Sure. It had a little bit of Hawaiian vibe, except that it was like a darker blue, and then there was like some light blue. It was, it was more um, vertical um, than anything, which meant that it didn't fit me very well because when you're tall and skinny like me, you know, you don't you don't want to like add to your skinniness with with the flow of the pattern. But I wore it anyways. Um, it actually had like if you were in a room that had like um, black lights, it would kind of glow a little bit. It wasn't like a full on glow, but it would just kind of like glow just like a tiny bit. So it was um, it was very comfortable, and it was um, some people thought that it was stylish. Twenty years ago, um, some people never <laughs> thought that it was stylish. Uh-huh. I always liked it. I liked that it was functional. I wore it to the ballpark every once in a while. And, um, but mostly I just wore it when I was going to go out with my friends and not take myself very seriously. And so I have a lot of ridiculous photos of myself with this shirt over the years because that was my I'm having fun shirt. So I have one of those as well. And we'll, we'll get I think to you have more than one of those, man. And we'll, okay, that's, that's <laughs> very fair. And I'm not going to be upset by the implication. <laughs> but I have one in particular. Uh, it's called the purple shirt. It is a short sleeve pearl snap shirt, and it's got gray and purple kind of checka chessboard pattern. And I would drop down those pearl snaps a couple. I would, I mean, if it was in the summer, I had on some jorts. But when I had on the purple shirt, you know, Van was about to get loose that night or day or whatever we're doing. I mean, I wouldn't warn anybody, but when I showed up, they're like, oh, bleep, Van's wearing the purple shirt. And I got vibes exactly from my purple shirt about your blue shirt. Yeah, well, the blue shirt is no longer. I have decided to retire it after at least 20 years. I think it was 22 years. I was going through my closet the other day, and I realized I needed to make some space. You know, it's end of the year and, you know, it's just time to make some hard decisions about things. Sure. And I knew that I wanted to donate some clothing to Locker 505. It's part of a, you know, it's the time of year to do these things. And, you know, so this and that. And I took a long look at this shirt and I thought about all the good memories that I have had with this shirt. And I also thought about a close friend of mine 
who lives in Las Vegas, who always makes fun of me because every time I came to Las Vegas, I wore that shirt, <laughs> and he got sick and tired of seeing me in the exact same shirt every time. And I just thought, you know what? It's time. It's time to retire this shirt. And so that shirt, along with about, uh, I don't know, 15 other pieces of clothing, have been donated to Locker 505. And I really hope that a student looks at that shirt and goes, I don't know who wore this shirt, but this looks like a fun shirt for me to wear, too. <laughs> well, lucky enough, I mean, how's the craftsmanship on that shirt? You've been wearing it on and off for 20 years, and it's still nice enough to donate to our friends at Locker 505. This must be some high-quality craftsmanship on this shirt to hold up. And not only yeah, that, but yeah, the absolutely. style actually, probably coming around style, full circle. You, you would not know that it's 20-plus years old. And that's actually one of the things I loved about it was how durable it was and how it never wrinkled. It would be at the bottom of a suitcase for a week, and it would be just fine. It was wrinkle-proof. It was, yeah, I mean, it was just so functional, and it really is. A, now, here's the other thing. I wore it a lot, but when I say a lot, I wore it. I don't know, four times a year, maybe at the most six times a year. Uh-huh. So pretty much every single time that I wore it, I took a photo with it because I was doing something fun. But nonetheless, um, you know, it's not like it's not like a pair of socks, you know, or like a shirt that you wear to the gym. Yeah. I was just wearing it when I was just out with my boys having a good time. Well, rest in power, King. You have been loved and appreciated. Josh Sushan's blue shirt, um, your service to the world has not gone unnoticed that shirt went all over the country and dare i say world with you because you had like a a photo album's worth of pictures in you in that shirt yeah so i i started a uh, it's called substack it's like the modern version of a blog and if people want to read about it i write about mostly ridiculous things uh sometimes i write about baseball sometimes i write about the Raiders, I mostly just write about ridiculous things that I hope are fun that come to mind. Um, you go to Substack, Joshua Sushan, you can find it. And, um, yeah, basically sometimes, you know, I write something and it's an excuse to, to look up something. And sometimes it's an excuse to just try and crack a few jokes and see what sticks. And then in the case of this Substack post, it was really just an excuse to post a whole bunch of photos of myself living my best life and say, look at me, my life is amazing, look at how amazing my life is in just this shirt alone. And that was pretty much <laughs> the whole point of that uh, post. I think it's wild you have so many pictures of you not wearing <laughs> isotopes memorabilia, merchandise. <laughs> well, most of the time that I wore this shirt was the off-season or before I landed in Albuquerque, if we're being totally honest. But there were still a few others, but yeah, um, I wore that shirt in many other countries and many places. Yes, that shirt did a lot of traveling with me. We had a lot of good times together. Okay, I hope we did this story justice, Josh. Uh, where can the friends of the show read the whole blog post one more time? Yeah, uh, Substack. You go to Substack and then you type in my name. I can't remember if it's Josh Sushan or Joshua Sushan. It's probably Joshua. I try to be more formal with writing. If you just type in Substack Joshua Sushan, you can read a whole bunch of nonsense that I've written uh, recently, including... This farewell to this beautiful, ridiculous shirt that has made my life so happy over the last two decades. Love it. And when we get back, I want to talk a little baseball with you, and I want to talk about the impact of Shohei Otani.
Sound yeah, good? Yeah, sounds good. Not quite the same impact as Jackie Robinson, as some talking heads would like, would like you to believe. But car, still home quite impressively. Congratulations, you made it through another important. day. I'm so that proud of you. That is a leap. And it's hard during this time of the year, Bob Walter, for some people. Whoever you heard make that comparison. The stress. But we'll give our takes when we get of back. Of Christmas. The, two men on, the stress AM of Christmas gifts. The stress of this weather. Really gets the people. But no, you got a friend here and realize that there are resources out there for you if you're not having the greatest day. But if you are, I'm glad you're here with us. And it's always a good day when we have on Voice of the Isotopes, Josh Sushan. Welcome back to the program, friend. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, glad to be here. Glad to keep the pipes warmed up a little bit here in the offseason. I know. You, you do need to. I mean, what's your go-to method? To keep the pipes warm in the offseason, do you call other sports just to stay loose? Do you, like, watch television and just constantly comment on everything you see? What's your offseason method? Um, spend as little time around Dylan Storm as possible because that will make me depressed that I don't have his voice. <laughs> and instead, just hang out with you and Fred. Hey, baby. <laughs> Sushan. No, honestly, <laughs> uh, like, just don't think. It can only hurt the team. Just don't think. Just don't don't overthink it, which is what we all need to be told uh, over and over. Don't overthink it. Just live your best life. So the hot stove in the off season is one of my favorite times of the year. Who's going to make that big turn? Which organization is going to get those impact players that's going to put them on a playoff and world series run and this is one of the biggest off seasons literally in the history of baseball as the dodgers landed who i consider miss me with your opinion the greatest baseball player in the history of the sport shohei otani literally no one can is able to do what he's done on a baseball field dodgers land him 10 years 700 million which is actually 10 years, $437 million, uh, with 5% interest compounded because they kick the can down the field or whatever. Huge contract no matter how you keep score. Do you remember more of an impact player being on the market in your baseball lifetime, Josh? Oh, um, so here's the thing. Like The short answer is no because there's never been a player since Babe Ruth who's done both. And even when Babe Ruth did both, people forget, he really only did it for like a year and a half, two right. years when he did both. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, there's no guarantee that Shohei's going to come back as a pitcher or that he's going to come back as an effective pitcher. You know, I mean, we still don't know for sure exactly what type of elbow surgery it was. I guess it wasn't quite Tommy John. But yeah, it was like diet was Tommy John. Similar. Yeah. Kirtland um, signature time, Tommy John. I mean, there's a pretty good success rate coming back from one Tommy John surgery. But once you start getting into multiple surgeries on an elbow, then, you know, your effectiveness is, um, of, of coming back is not quite the same track record. Um, but, but that said, I mean, when Alex Rodriguez hit the market for the first time, mm-hmm. remember, this is before he had been busted for steroids. Right. It's before people thought that he was like this fraud who choked in the postseason. You know, 10 years, $252 million. I'll never forget those numbers. That was, I think, the 2003 offseason. He was probably the biggest one before Shohei, you know. And then after that, you know, maybe like the first huge one was Reggie Jackson going to the Yankees back in, I guess that would have been the 76 going into 77 offseason. Um, 
You know, so those are probably the three biggest in, in the free agency era. Yeah, I feel you right there, too. Um, A-Rod was obviously huge. Uh, Barry Bonds, when he went uh, to the Giants, was huge. Uh, the Pujol sweepstakes was huge. But this eclipses all of those Hall of Fame-level players, whether they're getting in or not. It eclipses all of those because this is bigger. It's a bigger-than-baseball deal. I know you made uh, the comparison about, you know, the the, the impact of Jackie Robinson uh, these the impact might be that giant, but in a whole nother universe of perception and perspective, because this opens up your organization to the whole Asian continent. You have over you have billions of new fans because of this. And for me, he absolutely pays for himself. This is like a blank check kind of situation when you get Shohei Otani, because he is going to be, I, I guarantee you he's going to do everything he needs to do to come back and be an effective pitcher. And even if he's not as good, a Shohei, a 10% off of Shohei Otani is still a really good pitcher. A 20% off of Shohei Otani is still a really good pitcher. But beyond on the field stuff, his impact is enormous. To me, the contract, pays for itself do you feel the same way mostly uh, i'm not saying it's just to be a contrarian but again if he doesn't come back it's possible that he doesn't come back as a pitcher at all or that he comes back as a, as a fraction of the pitcher that he was which immediately means that he loses roughly 50 percent of his value mm-hmm. right um so i will say this i agree with you that the dodgers are probably going to get their money back in just because of the global phenomenon that he is. Correct. But they sure better get it back in the first five years, or they better get a whole lot more of it back in the first five years. Because if after five years we know that he's not pitching anymore, he's still probably going to be a very elite hitter, The you know one of the top five hitters in the sport. It might be that he can't pitch, but now he can play right field or he can at least play first base so that he can still give you a whole lot. of. But I'm not going to bet against Shohei Otani. But when you're talking about that much money, even if it's deferred, remember, they have to put that money in the equivalent of an escrow account. They can't just, like, let it, you know, just like, ah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put that money in there later. Right. Um, they better get a whole bunch of it right away. And even that said, there's still no guarantee that he's going to lead the Dodgers to the World Series, right? Even as loaded as they are, as good as they've been, even though they've acquired more pitching, baseball is so unique in that one player – even multiple players cannot dominate the way that football and basketball can. And that's why I think that this has been such a fun off season for baseball because the best teams are going for it. And yet there's still no guarantee that the best teams are going to win it, you know, with Juan Soto getting traded to the Yankees. And so it can be really frustrating as a fan who's not one of those two teams, but it's good for baseball because people are talking about it. And it's also really good for baseball when the top teams spend a lot of money and don't win. Which is what we saw last year with both New York teams, the Yankees and the Mets. It seems like they're both somewhere in the middle right now, talking about the Yankees and the Mets and, you know, their big spending. We had the tale of two different methods last year in the World Series as the upstart Arizona Diamondbacks went up against the big spending Texas Rangers. The Rangers bought a half a billion dollar middle infield but the biggest impact players 
where they're homegrown guys that came up. Do you feel like there's a is okay? Let's com- let's just say the the Dodgers method, which is Yankees West, or the Oakland A's method, the Moneyball style, which uh, Arizona was fantastic at last year with some young talent and a bunch of homegrown guys. What do you feel like is the best method going forward for building a team? Well, it depends on how much money your the owner is going to give you as far as your budget. You know, I mean, we, we've seen all the different ways work. What I, I was looking back on this recently, and it blew my mind, but this century, Major League Baseball has had more different World Series winners mm-hmm. than the NFL or the NBA or the NHL. And I know that's counterintuitive, and a lot of people may not think so because they just think, oh, baseball doesn't have a salary cap. You can spend however much money you want. It's not fair. It doesn't lead to a whole lot of parity. The reality is there's been more parity to Major League Baseball than there has been to the other three major sports. And that's because there is not one way that that is always going to work. And it's really hard to stay on top because of there's four rounds of playoffs now. And so I think that's really um, that's really good news for fans of the Diamondbacks, of the Rays, of the A's, of different teams like that that you can build yourself, you know, with young players and you can get yourself in a position where you can win it. The problem for those low revenue teams, right? I don't even like the phrase low revenue. I think the problem for owners who don't want to spend a lot of money who own teams is that it becomes very hard to sustain yourself for a half decade, let alone an entire decade. You end up with these windows where you need your young players before they start making tens and tens of millions of dollars to be really good and to win it then, because then you can't afford everybody. Whereas the bigger teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees, they can afford to keep all of their homegrown players and still augment it with free agents. So, you know, I, I think the best of both worlds is both. You, you can basically do it the way the Cubs did it, right? The Cubs started with a whole bunch of homegrown talent, uh, Chris Bryant, Javi Baez, right. guys like that. But then they went out and they traded for John Lester. They signed other guys like that. And so you start off with these young guys. You figure out which ones can really make it, which ones are stars, which ones are more like complementary players. And then you go out and you get the best players that are available and you put them around your homegrown. I mean, that's the way you have to do it. There's a little bit of everything. I could talk baseball with you for hours, Sush. You ready for Christmas? Every, is everybody oh, yeah. getting Winton Bernard bobbleheads? <laughs> By the way, congratulations to Winton. He has himself a new employer. He signed with the Chicago White Sox. Uh, it's a minor league deal. It's an invitation to spring training. And when you look at the Chicago White Sox outfield, there's not a lot of, like, guaranteed jobs there. There's not a lot of, like, oh, yeah, well, that guy's going to play 150 games for sure. Winton's got a chance. He's got a chance to make the team and get some playing time. I'm pumped for Winton. You keep saying Chicago. Do you mean the Nashville White Sox? Is that the is that who you're referring to? <laughs> well, yeah, a little bit, a little bit like that. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of truth in that. Josh Sushan, voice of the Isotopes. Thanks for being a friend, and thanks for being a friend of the show, my dude. Happy holidays. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. We'll be talking to you soon. Going to be a fun one when we get back, Bob. 93.3, the Q's J-Bell joins us, and we're talking about what you should probably get for your significant other. We're talking about buying gifts for women for Christmas when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On. In this situation, one man and one woman on, on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 
halfway through a special Van and Friends episode. <laughs> Thanks so far to Rob Portnoy, Ned James, Jeff Grammer, Josh Sushan, Bob Wolpo. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. You're back on Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Last week we had on J-Bell from 93.3 The Q, and we had such a resounding, just sheer enjoyment of your segment. I feel like you're overselling it. We, we had to do it again. And not only do I want to do it again, I want to do it at least once a week. Because we are, uh, we're on your program on Monday for uh, Mansplain Monday, or what are we calling it? Man Talk Monday. Man Talk Monday. But excuse like me. The, the Mansplain. I may have to change it to that because I kind of <laughs> like that idea. <laughs> and you ask us men-centered questions, yes. and you know we've talked about dating and uh, dating over thirty-five. Yes. Uh, we've talked about. You know, what's the, the best thing to swipe on on Tinder? We talk right. we a lot of subjects that, that might not uh, get talked about on your program. Mm-hmm. So we give you a different, fresh perspective. And we would love to do the same thing on this program. And today, with Christmas coming up, okay. I want to help all the guys out there. <laughs> so let's be honest. This program is the overwhelming majority of men listening. I, I've heard that. Yes. So they need help. They need those last-minute Christmas gifts. Let's talk about, first, what not to buy your lady for Christmas. What's number one on your no-no list? Do not buy any household appliances. <laughs> okay. Don't, <laughs> don't buy your wife a vacuum cleaner. Or that a is refrigerator. What you're yes. I have to disagree. Why? Okay, because Bob, here I we go. Want- Asked my wife what she wanted for her birthday, Christmas present, whatever. Okay. And she said she wanted a kitchen aid uh, mixer. Well, that's probably different. She's probably okay. been looking for that. Well, but and she cooks. Yeah, and so majority of women though they don't like when their husbands or boyfriends or significant others buy household appliances for them because yeah, they ask for them. exactly because right. at that point it makes it look like all they're good for is homemaking or taking care of the home, and a woman is more than that. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not an expert. I just want to put that no. out there right now. No, I understand. It's it's kind of like the time she bought me a lawnmower because she thought it would help with the yard work, which I hate doing. <laughs> I wish I could buy my dad something like that. He loves doing yard work. Well, yeah, but I don't. Oh, <laughs> I can understand that. That's why I don't have a house. Okay, R- relationship psychiatrist Dr. J Bell on the yes. program Stop right it. now. Stop. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I am not that at all. <laughs> so we're saying, okay, this is all like the 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 chores, the honeydew stuff. Right. Don't buy a vacuum. Don't buy a blender. Right. Don't buy a, a new Swiffer. Yeah. Like none well, of this stuff is like, just get that at Walmart on a random Tuesday. Don't give me this stuff for Christmas. Right. Christmas is a special time of the year. Like they want something that they normally would not get themselves. Like for instance, I got a big Amazon cart. Okay, <laughs> you know if you want to. Is that your nickname for your backside, or are you a literal Amazon cart? Wow, no, it's not. <laughs> no, exactly. Getting <laughs> naughty, naughty. I have a whole Amazon cart. If let's just say if I was in a relationship, which I am not, I'm very much single. I would want my guy to buy my Amazon cart. Did you hear that, mailman? 
J-Bell wants you to, to buy everything under Amazon. Card. I don't know He'll who Mailman is, but don't do, don't do that. No. Mail, mailman might have a crush on you. Nope. Mailman need to go ahead and sit back. <laughs> okay. So get the big ones out of the way. No no chores. No chores. No chores affiliated gifts. Yeah. But what if I get you like a Costco size case of Lysol? You. That's the same department. Right. And I am a horrible person. You will be sleeping outside. <laughs> <laughs> if you're and lucky. Cold. Yeah, and it's cold outside right now. Ooh, that's terrible. Yeah, if you're lucky, you'll get the doghouse outside. <laughs> you won't even get the doghouse. You're not sleeping with my dog. That dog is precious. <laughs> you sleep outside in the grass with a cover and a pillow. Okay, I thought vacuum is the worst possible gift to start off with. A uh, friend of the show, Johnny, on the Sports Animal text line says, don't buy a scale for your wife. There you go, Johnny. Johnny did that right. <laughs> and I'm wondering if he learned from experience. Probably. <laughs> or he's just a smart, reasonable man who knows how to buy gifts. He definitely learned that from a past experience. I'm pretty sure of it. And if you bought a scale, you're trying to say that you're, you're lady. Yeah, is, that cannot go well. Yeah, that's not going to. You're going to get dumped and probably slapped with the scale. <laughs> no, babe. It's because I want you to gain weight. Yeah, that's usually you're not You're looking it. a little thin, honey. <laughs> Usually not it at all. All right. What are some of the the other big the big no nos that you don't buy? Because I got I got a few ideas, but I need to hear from you. What else is on your list? Mm, on my list, personally, ooh, do not. Oh, that's a that's a good question. I never thought about that. I I got one. Yeah, I don't even and, have and let one. Let me let me see if you got any ideas in this genre. And that's stuff that's actually for you. Yes. Yeah. Hey, okay. hey, babe, I got you this 85-inch digital television that's made for watching sports. Aren't you excited? It absolutely would not be made for watching sports if you bought it for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, do not buy me that big of a TV if it's for you. Because that man cave now becomes a woman cave. I just want you to understand that. <laughs> a lot of Netflix... Um, a lot of Dateline will be watched on that 85-inch screen. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what's going to be watched on there if, the, if you buy me that. I'm just saying. Don't buy me anything that I don't know how to use either, that you got to teach me how to use. Because really, in my mind, that means you bought it for yourself. Totally. A hundred percent. You just want to act like you got that from me. <laughs> hey, babe, are you excited for your new riding lawnmower? That, why would you buy that? Van, you come up with the craziest stuff to buy. <laughs> uh, okay, here, like, here's another thing guys shouldn't do on their own. Okay. Like, overly feminine gifts. Like, Explain. unless you know your girl's style or her exact preferences, don't go buying, like, sexy lingerie. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Because you're really buying that for yourself once again. Yeah. yeah. Or like cheap perfume. Like, oh, oh no. babe, I know you like to smell nice. I got I got this at uh Walmart today. You got uh you got Poochie instead of Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> Fusace instead of Versace. Like, no. You like your Versace? I love Versace. I never wear perfume though. Uh I'd rather have bath and body works. I know that sounds bad. That's not true either. But so don't. you do like the whole Bath and Body Works package? Like you get like a 
a scent. I almost call it a flavor. You get like a scent you like, and you got the the lotion and the spray and the bath thing. Is like, is that like a a good idea for a dude? For any other woman that really likes Bath and Body Works, for me, you can just buy me candles from Bath and Body Works. Those candles are expensive too. Okay, and not the one wick candles. You got to buy the three wick. Those burn longer. That's two more wicks, Bob. Yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. So that lasts longer. That's a good one. I have a friend right now that's on my IG. She said, I don't think men should think on their own, honestly. (laughs) 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 I'm telling you, men. I look at the history of, oh, I don't know, the world. (laughs) We haven't been doing great, I don't know, all through history. I think that, I think if you listen to women more, the world would be in a better place. But I will say this. Women that love Bath and Body Works, the candle sale, it's the best place to do it. If you don't want to spend too much money, but you are still showing yourself to be thoughtful, that's the place to go. So, all right, we did our no-nos. Yes. Now let's do what you actually should get a woman. And let's do that right when we get back, Bob. Is that okay with you? That's just fine. Excellent. More J-Bell when you we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Albuquerque. Having a lot of fun with it all day on a special Van and Friends episode. Having every every big brain from the sports world on the program today, except for my current guest, who is an absolute treat. <laughs> you know her, you love her. Jay Bell from 93.3 The Q is joining us right here on Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 6 in the Sports Animal. And guys... We're telling you what not to get mm-hmm. and what to get for that special lady for Christmas. You want to make your lady happy? This is the segment for you right now. So, J Bell, you had some great ideas. And let me just hit you with mine right now. Okay. This one's the be all end all. Okay. Okay. It's a secret hack that you may not know out there, guys. Ask. <laughs> ask. Ask your lady. Ask your wife. That's true. Ask your girlfriend. Ask ask your mistress. Ask your favorite mistress. massage therapist in the, uh, from the war zone. Just communicate with them. Ask them what they want. It is so much easier when you know what to get them. They will be happy. It will be useful. It depends on when you ask, though. Because if you ask, let's just say you ask like a couple of weeks before or three weeks before Christmas. Yeah. Then they're going to know that you you were, haven't been paying attention to they, what they want in the first place. <laughs> okay. But if you give it some time before you ask, now you can plan accordingly. And it looks like you're more thoughtful. Like, I'm, I'm giving away lady secrets. Listen, do not get me beat up for this. But I do believe that you, if you give it some time and you act like you actually put thought into it, uh-huh. that helps. Also, too, a lot of women want you to pay attention to them. Instead of asking them straight out, because then that leaves out the surprise. I mean, that's my opinion. Like, you should be paying attention to the things that I've been looking at or what I got going on. If you really love me, you're paying attention. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if we're really together, you're paying attention. Matter of fact, for all the guys that they say they love me, cash at me $10. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, Dollar- God. I love this so much. <laughs> Dollar sign, J Bell on air. And that's with an E. <laughs> Bell has an E in it. J. By itself, B-E-L-L-E, on air. Cash at me. <laughs> there you go. I love that so much. Bob, what's your cash app? Bob done walked away. <laughs> He's calling security on me. <laughs> okay, from the Sports Animal text line, I bought my wife 
a towel warmer. I'm thinking she's out of the shower. There's a nice warm towel. Great idea. Did not go over as they expected. Because it's a towel warmer. I think that's cool. <laughs> I, you know, I what, thought that would be a good idea. That's great to use when you go and get a pedicure. And, you know, you get the leg massages, uh-huh. the hot towels. That's yeah. great. But what did she really want for that Christmas? What did she really tell you that she wanted? I feel like I am not a love expert. But what did she really tell you? Did she give you hints on what she actually wanted? And you just chose that. I think there's some can't miss things. Okay. Okay. Jewelry. That is great. That You're right about that. I got, I got a comma here too. Jewelry and the receipt. Because you could let her take it back and get something that she wants better than whatever you chose. That unless, is true. Unless she makes jewelry. Well, then that's not a surprise, though. You make If you're talking about making it for another person, then maybe so. But the lady herself, I like that idea. Jewelry, you can never go wrong with that. Well, Tennis no. bracelet? No, my wife makes jewelry, so I never buy her jewelry. Oh, well, you don't count then. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I had to answer the phone, so I didn't wasn't able to respond to your question a minute ago. What was it? Uh, what's your cash app? Uh, J-Bell is imploring the friends of the show just to send her money for Christmas, which I love. Bob, would you also like in on this? Uh, no. Okay. What, Bob? <laughs> we could go on, on this together. What are you talking about? Well, uh, I don't do cash app. <laughs> oh, okay. We can do Venmo for Bob then. Okay. <laughs> Or just find me out in the streets. Right. Hand, yeah. Hand me yeah. hand me a stack of cash and say yeah. this is for old Bobo. Yeah. Hey Bob, here's ten dollars for you. I heard yeah. you on the air. That'll work too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'll buy a hamburger. There you go. All right. So we establish some parameters. Okay. Okay. Communicate with your partner. Right. Okay. And also, if you don't need to last minute communicate and figure out exactly what they want and just buy them what they want, uh-huh. you are suggesting. Uh, be in an actual loving relationship <laughs> yes. and know and know who they are as a person. Right. That's wild. Yes. That is that is so impossible. You should know what your partner has been looking forward to all year, especially if they have an Amazon cart, like I mentioned earlier, and yeah. you see certain things that she really has been watching, the price dropping, all that stuff. Okay. That, I mean, that's something to consider, getting, uh, you know, five or seven things from her Amazon cart. Set yourself a budget. Do that. That'll make her very happy. So you're saying uh, you're hanging out with the dude. Yes. Uh, you say, babe, I got to get up and use the restroom real quick. You leave your laptop open <laughs> right in front of him and go. <clears throat> no, I'm not saying so, doing that. Oh, I'm yeah, saying, don't do that. I'm saying straight up. Here's my wish list, babe. <laughs> See, that's what I like. This is what I actually want. You get something on this list. Right. You can't fail. Exactly. Here's a list of stuff. Choose five. Surprise me. At that point, you can surprise somebody. Or, or here's a better one. A gift card from Target. Uh, you get a gift card from Target, you are set for the rest of the year. You might as well go ahead and, you know, have you, I don't want to say it because I don't know how rated G this show is, but, you know, your woman going to help make sure you're good. <laughs> I agree. Um, what, what I do every year, like I, for kids... In, in my Christmas universe, right. I'll get them like a toy or something they're interested in, something they could unwrap right. on the day. But everyone else, I make food. So I I make pickles and I make hot sauce and I make salsa and I give people these things that they can enjoy 
throughout the year whenever okay. they want, and it's not some present that's going to disappoint them or that's going to be at friggin' Goodwill of January 2nd. Maybe they're used to that. Um, unless it's alcohol or other legal substances. Mm-hmm. That are legal now. Is that what are legal saying. now. Okay. <laughs> you might not want to put food in my gift card. Now, mind you, our bosses today gave me a good gift. gift yeah, good here. job today, guys. You know what I'm saying? Some I don't know if we can say their name, but I got chips and salsa and the margaritas. Now, that's a great gift. That is a strong work right there. You know what I'm saying? But, no, I don't want no homemade food. You might as well just go ahead and give me a gift card from Revel Burger or something. <laughs> That's also a great food. Food makes everyone happy, Bob. J-Bell, thanks so much for joining us again. You're an absolute delight. Where can the friends of the show yes. listen to you? Where can the friends of the show find you on social media? Uh, you can listen to me Monday through Friday on 93.3 to Q. It used to be KOBFM. KO um, Monday through Friday, 2 to 6. And if you want to follow me and, you know, not act too crazy, follow me at J-Bell on air. That's J-B. E-L-L-E, on air at the end. Of course, you can follow my show, too, at the J-Bell Show, spelled the same way. Thank you so much, man, for having me. Also, the cash app, dollar sign J-Bell on air. Yes, get, you know what? I'm staying <laughs> home for Christmas this year and New Year's. Please cash at me some money to make me feel loved. Thank you very kindly. Tell your wife that it's, it's a donation. <laughs> J-Bell, you're the best. More <laughs> sports talk when we get back with Jason Thomas, voice of the Ice Wolves. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. And welcome back. Two hours in the books, one hour to go. Having a lot of fun with the friends of the show. Thanks to J-Bell for joining us. She's so much fun. Just had an amazing reception every time she comes on. You guys love her, and I know exactly why. Because she's lovely. Special episode of Van and Friends right here on Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Bob Walpo on the ones and twos behind the glass, keeping this thing rolling, knocking on windows, pointing to me when I'm texting my friends about Christmas stuff. Thanks for keeping me on task, buddy. Oh, anytime. That's my job. Joining us on the program on the Sports Animal Hotline, voice of your New Mexico Ice Wolves. Jason Thomas. What's happening, my dude? How's it going, Van? Thanks for having me on. Doing very well. Um, speaking of great reception, just like every time J Bell is on Two Men On, uh, you also have great reception every time Two Men On are calling hockey games out at the Outpost Ice Arena. Are you worried about us taking your job or are you that secure? Uh, no, I'm actually extremely frightened. Um, <laughs> well, I thought I was going to have to delete the number of you and Fred because you guys were so good. Everybody was raving about the quality of hockey broadcast that you guys do. Well, I, I don't know if it was a lot of hockey broadcasting, but it was a lot of guys learning on the fly and having fun. And that's one thing that we can do. We're not uh, ultimate professionals like you, Jason Thomas. Give us the, um, give us the Ice Wolves update. Uh, the update is everything is going to be okay. Um, a little bit of a rough patch there. Went on about a five-game losing streak over two weekends. Um, but we bounced back at home right before the holiday break, swept the defending champions, beat them 5-1 to one and then 7-4. to four. So things are looking on the up and up here as our next games are New Year's Eve in Amarillo. 
and uh, everything is back on track. It's a good feeling heading into the break. And you guys have a really unique product because there's a lot of turnover on your rosters because while this is professional hockey and uh, there is excellent competition, uh, these young athletes are also looking for other opportunities and looking to advance their careers. So usually the guys are only here for a season, maybe two. Do you feel like your slow start is because these guys are getting to know each other, they're being becoming a cohesive unit, and now they're finally playing their best ice hockey? That's exactly what it is, Van. You hit the nail on the head. Oh, thank you. Um, a lot of these guys haven't played together before. So the first few games, you'll notice that, and then you maybe get a line of guys, three to five of them, and they play really well together, and then you want to ride that wave of momentum. And then sometimes teams will figure out how to defend that. So then you have to keep changing it up, so on and so forth. Um, but it really seemed like everybody clicked. It didn't matter if you were start in the starting lineup. It didn't matter if you were one of the lower guys on the lineup. Um, if you played this weekend, even all the way back to the goalies, everybody looked so comfortable. And they look like they belong, and we look like a dangerous team. So up there at the corner of Tramway and Tramway is the Outpost Ice Arena. And whether you know a lot about it already, I would like for you uh, to expound on that a little bit. Not only is it the home of the Ice Wolves, but, I mean, there's free skate, there's events, there's curling. You can rent the friggin' thing for parties. Can you tell the friend of the show a little more about what I Outpost Ice Arena does? Of course. The easiest way, if you have a moment, is to go to the outposticearena.com website. It will have a full schedule and tell you what's happening on which day for how long. And we have that thing updated probably through January already. Um, but as far as things that you can do at the outpost, like you mentioned, there's a public skate. You just show up. You buy some rental skates. If you have your own skates, you can come skate around our big loop that we have. They have hurling. They have men's hockey leagues. They have co-ed hockey leagues as well. Um, pretty much anything involving ice sports, they have figure skating even. Anything ice sports that you would want to do or could think about doing, um, it's provided at the outpost. If you don't know how to skate, there are learn-to-skate programs. If you want to try hockey, there's Try Hockey for Free programs. Um, so there's really just so many things you can do. You could go spend a week at the outpost and still have time and events and different things to do the following week. Jason, are you ready for Christmas and is everyone getting some super sweet Ice Wolves merch? Uh, yes. I spent close to $300 on Ice Wolves merch before I came back home for Christmas <laughs> to be sure everybody had exactly what they needed. Um, the pro shop is still open, so you can still go get Christmas stuff. I know you said you wanted some. But we have blankets now. We have Christmas ornaments. We have stockings. A little bit of everything. So everybody in my family is getting Ice Wolves gear in some way shape or form and yeah everybody was very good to me this year so nobody's getting anything bad i mean and there is nothing bad with the ice wolves logo it's a strong logo uh the colorways are fantastic the like the alternative jerseys and the the um the holiday jerseys and all your different stuff that you guys do at the pro shop is is really cool i mean the merchandising is so strong i'm in love with the logo and all of the the different hockey sweaters See, I said sweater, not jersey. How yeah, about that? Go. That's something you wouldn't have done a month ago. I'm no. really proud of 
the progress that you have made. I really am. I still but, don't know no, what icing point, is. Though, to your point, <laughs> icing is what you put on cake. That's all you need to know. No, um, but to your point, yes, logo is really cool. It's red and yellow. Also has a little bit of turquoise in there. I know it's a big deal for all of the local New Mexicans. Um, but with the Isles logo, we have the Sandia Mountains worked into the logo. We have the Albuquerque night sky. The news is a hot air balloon. Um, there's just so many little details in this logo. I feel like I learned something new every time I look at it, and I've been with the team for four years at this point. So you're, you're doing Christmas in Dallas this year. Is that correct? That's where the fam is? Yes, sir. That's where I've grown up. It's where the entire family is. So I flew out Sunday after our games against Oklahoma, and I'll return on Thursday evening, or Wednesday evening, I should say. So by default, um, where you grew up and and what I would just, I mean, call mental abuse, you were raised a Rangers fan, uh, and last year it finally paid off. You guys got to hoist the trophy. Like, How special is that moment like as a kid, like young Jason Thomas, little kid Jason Thomas, growing up being a Rangers fan, and you got to watch them your adult, young adult life. You're you're not an old man like me, but your young like adult might, life, and you finally get it to pay off and see him hoist that trophy. How special of a moment was that? Um, one of the most special moments of my life. Um, the two professional teams that I hold near and dear to my heart are the Dallas Stars and the Texas Rangers. Baseball and hockey are my favorite sports. Those are my favorite teams. Um, so, you know, going on the run, I kind of had a feeling like, oh, hey, there's actually a chance. Maybe maybe we're getting hot at the right time. Maybe this is what we want. And then we had that big series against Houston, went the distance. It was just an absolute battle. And next thing you know, you're in the World Series against Arizona. And that final out happened, and I just couldn't believe it. I was in tears. It, re- it released all of the bad thoughts and all of the bad memories that from 2011. So no hard feelings towards Nelson Cruz anymore. Natalie <laughs> Feliz. We're, we love them all now, and everything seems to be right with the world. But, yeah, it, it was truly one of the most special moments as a sports fan that I've ever witnessed and ever felt. That's wild. I know the feeling, and then my team ripped it away because they were cheaters. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, hope, I hope no awful data guys. comes I'm, out I'm for you or you figure out your team is doing something awful during this championship run. Yeah, I, I, I don't even want to think that. We're not from Houston. We're from Arlington and <laughs> Dallas area. So we would never do something to that extent. Uh, just old double-barrel Ron Washington, only, only that guy. <laughs> Uh, what uh, unpackage this for me a little bit because you know I grew up in Houston. Both sides of my family are from New Mexico. We had New Mexico Christmases in Houston, so I've always been like a New Mexico chili enchiladas tamales Mexican food guy my whole life. Excuse me, new Mexican food guy my whole life. What's the Dallas Texas Christmas like? Are you guys smoking meats or? Do you do, like, traditional Christmas food? Oh, of course, for smoking meats. The best part about Texas Christmas is you can go short sleeves and shorts, and it's comfortable because you're probably at a crisp 60 to 65 degrees. Um, no, I'm actually we will be going to my uncle's house here in a couple of days, and we always smoke out a brisket and have incredible sides and really just make a day out of it. We'll go out on his land and 
and we do the typical Texan things. We eat brisket, we shoot guns, and we spend time with family. Nice. So you, you're, I mean, obviously, you know, a baseball fan, but it's another level when it comes to hockey for you because you, I mean, you live it. It's in, it's in your blood. You got Christmas vacation off for the Ice Wolves, and you immediately went to another hockey match in Dallas. That's a, you got one day off before Christmas, and you go watch hockey. Yes, sir. I'm actually at the game right now. It's about to start. Um, but I'm actually at the team that I interned for back a few years ago, the Allen Americans. My buddy here texted me yesterday and was like, hey, I have an extra ticket to the game if you want to go. I was like, I'd love to go and see all the guys I used to work with, my old boss, the current voice of the Americans. So it's been really special to catch up with these guys after being removed for two or three years. Jason, tell the friend of the show who's never been to the Outpost Ice Arena, whether they're a hardcore Ice Wolves fan or a hardcore hockey fan, how special of an environment that is and how cool it is being out there watching the Ice Wolves. It's it's really an incredible atmosphere. It's one of it's probably the most special rink I think in our division, maybe even our league. Um, you can get a thousand people in there with standing room. We usually sell that out, especially during a playoff run and right before the playoffs, tickets are going to start going fast quickly. Um, but just the atmosphere that's in there, the fans are into it. Um, they're coming up with more and more chants now. Nice. Um, the referees are put on notice. Um, usually if the refs would make a bad call my first couple of years, oh, well, whatever, move on with your life. Now the fans will start letting them know that they're not happy. There's some <laughs> booze coming out. There's some ref you suck chants even. And so the, the passion is rising, not even year by year, but I would even go as far as weekend by weekend, game by game. And it, it just increases to the excitement and the fun to watch as uh, the season goes on. Jason Thomas voiced the Ice Wolves on Two Men On. Jason, where do the friends of the show go and find out info on the Ice Wolves? And where do the friends of the show get to find uh, out information about you? Um, to find out any information about the team, you can check on our socials. We're on all of the platforms at NM Ice Wolves, or you can go on to our website, nmicewolves.com. Um, I am on Twitter as well. It's Jason Thomas PXP for play by play. Something along the lines of that, you'll see me retweeting and liking plenty of Ice Wolf stuff on x or twitter whatever it's called nowadays um but yeah just the websites are the best way to go see schedules and make your plan to go to a game and then the webs and then the uh, social media is just the best way to keep in touch game to game and see how the team's doing jason thomas voice the ice wolves thanks for being a friend and thanks for being a friend of the show happy holidays my dude hey happy holidays merry christmas thank you so much for having me on love this stuff man it's great thanks jason when we get back, we're talking all things sports, football, fantasy, uh, Duke City Championship Wrestling, and whatever else we get into with Aaron Buck Burnett when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Bob, thank you so much today. You've done such a great job. 
Well, I thank you. And I'm not just saying it because we're super close to Christmas. Like, I actually, you know, mean it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll thank you even more. You're going to leave me, though, and you're going to yes. go be on the ones and twos for Lobos men's basketball That's as they whip up on UC Irvine. That's right. And you're going to high-five Jeff St. Louis, and he's going to finish out the show with me. Is, yes, that, is that what's going on? Is that accurate? That is very accurate, yes. He's he's. We and I are going to wave at each other in the hallway. Okay, excellent. Strong work. Yes. Finishing out... The Van and Friends special Christmas episode right here on Two Men On. You know him. You love him. You know him from the Buck and Deck show. But do you know him from KKOB? Do you know him from uh, the co-owner of Duke City Championship Wrestling? Do you know him from uh, the the beautiful and historic El Rey Theater? Uh, is he your realtor? Um, is does he <laughs> does does he freestyle rap battle um, at your cipher? Uh, he does everything. Aaron Buck Burnett joining us on the program. We're going to talk some sports and not sports. Um, um, Buck, what don't you do? Uh, right now, I don't do anything. I'm sitting on my couch. I just braved the mall. My son wanted oh, my young son, Cash, eight years old, bless his heart. He's like, we need to go get Mommy and Ella and Sophie and Big Bubba a Christmas present. So we braved the mall oh that is that's about as brave as you can get i gotta tell you hack all right you know how the mall parking lot fills up and everybody tries to funnel into those two entrances the north side and the south side you know where you go in by boba tea or whatever it is over there sure that's not the way to do it what you do is you park in front of something like furniture city meander through there straight into the mall boom you're in the heart of stuff that is a fantastic life hack my dude we had uh, we had yeah. your friend Jay Bell uh, from ninety three three the Q on earlier, and we we're talking about what to get your wife or girlfriend and what not to get her. Um, is is your wife listening now? Can we say what you got her? Like, how good of a job did you do? Dude, I'm a great gift giver. That's the one thing that I really truly pride myself in. Let's see, this year we got her the usual stuff, some of the you know usual suspects that she likes to have. She likes these. Uh, Body lotions from Bath and Body Works. That was um, mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, we got her some of that. We got her, uh, she likes the occasional sweet. So oh. we got her uh, some C's candy. We also got her a Lolly and Pops gift card, which is a very nice uh, confection store inside of uh, the Coronado Mall. Um, is that weed candy or just like regular candy? No, it's just regular candy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not the. Not the smoking Joe style candy. <laughs> um, what else do we do? Uh, shoot, I can't even remember. I'm not even sure what we did. We, you know, we, we always take care of Mama. Mama is the glue that holds the house together, so we always make sure that she is taken care of. We got her some super fuzzy socks. We got her uh, the game of life. You know, something for the family to do to sit around and play on Christmas Day. Uh, you know, normal normal stuff. Well done, sir. As historically, has there ever been like a, a giant Christmas faux pas? Like we were talking about things not to get your wife, and it's obviously you know the heavy hitters are like cleaning supplies, a vacuum, cheap perfume. Has there ever been one? And she's like, Aaron, what did you just get me? What is this? No, like I said, I'm I'm very skilled in the art of gift giving. I mean, usually she's getting stuff like 
the little blue box from Tiffany or she's getting, you know, a new MacBook computer. You know, I mean, she's we, we take I tell you, we take care of mom in this household. I know what I want for Christmas, and it's a win what? in our cumulus uh, cluster fantasy league as me and you are going at it. Our fantasy lives at stake in the playoffs, which, uh, you know, me and Fred co-own a team. We're just the boys. Let's, and and let's you, El Muerte. Fred's got nothing to do with this team. This oh, is all you. Oh, 100%. Yeah, but but still, like, you know, we're basically common law married. Like, we share a bank account. Like, we used to live together. Like, we do everything together. Might as well have a fantasy team together. Even one of us pulls all the weight. Oh, kind of like your wife. Yeah, there you go. All right, let's, let's check you know, out this look, matchup here. Lineup, and I mean, you know, when you think about this, uh, I have three options for quarterback. I have Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, and I have Browning, the, the kid that came off the bench for uh, the Bengals. Stud. Lighten it up, by the way. Um, versus your Lamar Jackson. Um, Brandon Ayuk on my side versus Mike Evans. Puka Nakua versus DJ Moore. Austin Eckler versus Tony Pollard. Got me on this next one, Jamal Williams versus uh, 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 Saquon Barkley. You got me a tight end. You've got Kittle. I've got Goddard. I have some secret sauce, though. Yes, you do. I've got I've got Kieran Williams from Los Angeles, who's just been a total stud this year. And and the funny thing over the past two weeks since Browning took over for um, for uh, fragile Joe Burrow, T Higgins has been lighting it up. Yep. Just lighting it up, and Jamar Chase, not getting the love he usually gets. It's going to be a good game. Uh, right now, it has us 115-111. to 111. This this matchup is about as easy as it gets. I think your Kyron Williams is like the only really like drastically better position group right here. But you are in a quarterback quandary because Jake Browning has been an absolute dude, but you have like Two, also, you have two top five guys in the friggin' NFL. What, what is your strategy for picking a guy? Are you going to wait till Sunday morning at like 10.50 to put someone in? Yep, I absolutely am. <laughs> uh, you know, here's the thing, man. I, uh, I'm not I'm, – I'm a Kansas City fan. Everybody knows I'm a Kansas City fan. Uh-huh. And, well, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now, hands down. He's got an issue. And it's not him, it's his receivers. They don't catch the ball except for the one you have on your team, Rasheed Rice. Everybody else is dropping balls. Everybody's dropping them. Even the legend Travis Kelsey isn't playing like Travis Kelsey. Well, he's got that new Taylor Swift aura about him. So, you know, there's that. Um, I don't know, man. Honestly, I mean, I'm looking at – I'm looking at Browning at Pittsburgh, Mahomes at home against the Raiders, which I never like. Um, I never like uh, uh, divisional games just because they know each other so well. Or I have Dak Prescott at Miami. I'm thinking I might roll with Dak, especially after that last performance with um, uh, against the Eagles, because they did play the Eagles last time, right? Was that their last game? Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean he he just stunk it up. I mean, just ab- oh no, it was Buffalo. Excuse me, he just absolutely yeah, stunk that, it up against yeah. Buffalo. But I mean, you know, you look at quarterbacks versus Miami. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes put up twenty points when they played in 
in Frankfurt this year. So I'm thinking that's going to be a fairly high-scoring game. I don't know if um, Tyreek Hill is going to be back, but I do know that they're going to be tossing the, that pill around a lot. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. So I'll probably end up rolling with Dak. Let's uh, to it. Um, I, I got Lamar Jackson, who's you know obviously an absolute stud in real life and fantasy, but he is at San Francisco, which I'm not crazy about. Let's talk a little more NFL. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then the producers are going to switch up. So we got a, a tag team duo on the other side of the glass. More Aaron Butt Burnett and football talk when we get back. You're listening to Two Men on 95.9 FM AM 610, the Sports Animal. The- And you're up. Van, we're up. Where are you? Van must be having an issue. Hey, Buck, can you hear me? I sure can. Excellent. No, I was trying to tell you that you were up. Uh, oh, I'm up. I apologize. Yes. Welcome. Where? Where's Van? It's two men on. I know. Still? I'm. I'm. I'm trying to find them. So let's. Okay. Well, let, let's try this one. On. Let's try the comrades here. Find. Hey, Van. Can you I'll hear us? Let you go find Van. You want, no, um, just just talk for a second until I find gotcha. which port they're on. Gotcha. Uh, oh, you're. Si- oh, he's, he's in the studio. I can't believe that. Here we go. <laughs> are we good, Jeff? Yes, we are now. We're sir. good? Oh, excellent. Uh, <laughs> Buck, Jeff thought I was on assignment somewhere. He just switched with Bob Walpo and had no idea. I was sitting right next to him on the other side of the glass. Oh, I so love funny. this radio. I love switching. Don't Anyways, love here we are. This is already in motion and just jumping in there like that. Yeah, Sorry I was just that. about to start doing the show without you, Van. I figured something was going on. I can carry this. I can put this on my shoulders and carry it. Oh, you've done it before. You'll do it again, but not right now because I'm actually here. There we go. <laughs> anyway, we go. We were talking NFL uh, during before the break, and I want to talk a little bit more with you, Buck. But first, I want to know what are you doing on December 30th? You got something going on, possibly? I do, yeah. Uh, we have our end-of-year Duke City Championship Wrestling Countdown to Chaos event. It's going to be an epic slam. Uh, it's going to be amazing. We're going we're gonna to have Santa get in the ring and see if we can't uh, have him attacked by elves or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. It's going to be good, though. Oh, that is so sweet. Uh, where can you get tickets for all the friends of the show? You can get tickets at uh, dccwtickets.com. You can go to holdmyticket.com. You can listen to uh, 94.5 The Pit for your chance to win tickets. Ooh. How about that, huh? I am super into that. Yeah. Hey, before we go on, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Um, this is going to mean something to you and not probably not a lot to the people listening, but part of our CBS radio brethren uh, you remember my friend uh, Hardy that we met at the Super Bowl uh, from Boston? Well, Hardy was just named the second half of the morning show 
on the Sports Hub on 98.5 in Boston starting January 4th. So the morning show that was on there was Toucher and Rich. Now it's Toucher and Hardy. And I just want to, you know, shout out to my boy out there for uh, making it big. He's, uh, he's finally doing mornings in Boston at uh, probably one of the greatest sports stations on the East Coast right now. So congratulations to our, our CBS Sports brethren, Hardy, out in Boston. Oh, that's super cool. Does does he have um, like the thick Boston accent or like a, a nice non-regional radio dialect? No, no, no. He's originally from Michigan. He's uh, from Lansing. So he's a Michigan State guy, uh, you know, grew up in Lansing. So he's just a normal middle America white bread radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we were lied to again by Aaron Rodgers. Surprise, surprise. All season, he teases us that he's going to come back. He's going to make a a record medical-defying recovery and come back and lead the Jets to a playoff berth. We were lied to once again by Aaron Rodgers. Are you uh, surprised? Are you upset? Are you no. neither? Are you some no, of those? It's because it's it's just medicine. You know, I mean, my wife is... Most of my friends are, are surgeons, you know, they're Trump, they're orthopedic surgeons, brain surgeons, maxillofacial surgeons, and it's just medicine. You know, you don't come back from a ruptured Achilles that fast. It just doesn't happen. There's no way. I don't care what kind of Chinese herbs he's snorting. You're not coming <laughs> back that fast from a ruptured Achilles. It's not going to happen. Oh, so you're telling me, you're going to look me straight in the face, Aaron Buck Burnett, and tell me that. Achilles don't heal faster in dark caves? They do not. <laughs> okay. They do not. Surprise, surprise. Uh, another quarterback dealing with an injury, Kirk Cousins, uh, says even though Aaron Rodgers isn't expected to play again this season, Kirk Cousins' wife, Julie, is holding out hope that she can be back by the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well. Vikings aren't even going to make the playoffs. More or well, less the well, Super not, Bowl. Not necessarily. Here's the thing. <clears throat> so when you look, there are, there are a few good games this weekend, actually, that we need to keep our eye on because when you look at the NFC right now, the sixth seed, if everything ended today, would be Minnesota. And so they would be in it. They would be playing. I mean, not after three more losses. Well, we don't know what's <laughs> going to happen. We don't know Joshua Dobbs. What's he going to do? Is he going to show up and look like the kid that was down in Arizona? What? I don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, there are a couple of teams that are on the bubble right now. Um, you know, I'm really interested in the Saints-Rams game that's happening on, I think it's Thursday. I think that's Thursday night football. Um, you know, the Rams are kind of in a must-win situation. And, you know, I want I, I want them to win. I want them to go off. I want uh, Puka to score, you know, two touchdowns for 147 yards. And I want Kieran Williams to, uh, you know, rush for about a buck, a nickel, buck and a quarter and, you know, put it in the end zone a couple of times. Again, I mean, you're referring I mean, to our fantasy football matchup, and you're picking the two <laughs> players that you have. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I'm doing. So, also, if um, you're if you're not out there buying gift cards from the 66 Diner or ABQ Axe or you know a Howie Sports page or going to the Duke's Team Store, which Steve Palmasano, Omer operator, he's he's opening his up his store up longer hours to get you your duke's merch for christmas or you're swinging by safe house to steal in to get teller vodka you can come to sadie's tomorrow 
and watch both Kieran Williams and Puka Nakua light it up at Sadie's on 4th Street while uh, Aaron Burnett cheers like a maniac in the background. You know what? I actually might show up for that because my son just started working there uh, today. He started his job at Sadie's today, so he'll actually be there working tomorrow while you guys, while you're broadcasting. So I definitely might come down for that tomorrow after I get off for TJ Trout because I will be on live tomorrow from 3 to 6 on 96.3 KKOB. Oh, right across the glass from where I am right now. Yes, sir. And where the the same spot where Jeff St. Louis, super producer, could not find me because apparently he thought I was somewhere in the mean streets of Albuquerque doing this from a Comrex. You need to sit in the other chair. <laughs> hey, this is my chair. I don't have just yeah. because uh, co-host the two men on and um, Buck Burnett's business partner in Duke City Championship Wrestling, Fred Slow. Just because he's not here doesn't mean I'm going to take his chair. What that's the this chair right here? It's up. got my butt cheek implants in it. Uh, it smells like me. It's molded to me. This is the one I choose when I'm here. It's like when you get in a taxi and there's no driver in the driver's seat. You don't look over in the passenger seat. Well, I mean, I have long limbs. I can drive from whatever part of the vehicle I want to. <laughs> so, Van, let me ask you a question. What games, what three games are you excited to watch this weekend? Because there's some good football happening this weekend. Uh, well, even though I'm wildly disappointed, I'm going to have my eyes on my Packers, of course. I think they could win out and then steal one of the last two wildcard spots. So I'll be watching that one. But I mean, Cowboys, Dolphins, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's the big one. Like, can the Cowboys rebound from being embarrassed? You know, is is Tua and the rest of the Dolphins' offense like the greatest show on turf? Two point Can they do that against a good defense? I think that's the game of the week. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with you there. I also think that uh, the Lions Vikings game is something that's going to we're going to need to watch as well. I mean, obviously, the Lions are going into that as a three-point favorite and um, should easily cover, but you never know. I mean, they are playing in Minnesota, so that's a good one. We even have Saturday football. Right. We have the Bengals and the Steelers. We have the Bills and the Chargers. I got to tell you, I'm kind of kicking myself in the butt for not uh, drafting Christian McCaffrey this year when I had the second-round pick because uh, I just thought he was going to be a little bit fragile. You know, he's, 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 he tends to be a little injury-prone, and this year – not a hiccup. Guy hasn't missed a step. I should have taken him over Austin Eckler. I, I think for not doing that. Yeah, ev- every draft, if he's available, I'll take the risk because if he's if he's healthy, there is no one on the planet better than Christian McCaffrey. It hasn't been since Ladainian and Tomlinson. There's been a, a fantasy running back that dominant as Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You know, I was talking to my friend Hardy today. That guy that we talked to about up in Boston. And he's a he's a Michigan guy. So he's, he's pulling for the Lions, and he's like, don't laugh. But if the Lions win, if they go to the Super Bowl, I'm going to go. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, and I asked him the question. I said, you know, I said, I understand David Montgomery is a good running back. He's a good, solid, you know, running back. But they have somebody that is like the closest thing to Barry Sanders they've had in a really long time. And I'm just kind of curious as to why – the Detroit Lions are not doing more with their their rookie running back, Jamar Gibbs. When yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's ball, a really good question. When you give him the ball, he makes magic happen. 
I don't I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. David Montgomery is a solid running back. He's he's not going to hurt you. He's not going to give up costly turnovers. He'll pound it in between the tackles. But Gibbs, he's a playmaker. He's like exciting. He can go eighty yards yeah. at any given moment. He kind of reminds me a little bit of. Um, I mean, obviously, again, you know, he kind of reminds me of Barry Sanders. But uh, if you think back to the old Chiefs days, not the old Chiefs days, but do you remember a, a gentleman by the name of Priest Holmes? Oh, of course. He's he's, he's a little Priest Holmes esque. And I think that they're just underutilizing him. I think if they, no, nothing for nothing. You know, I'm, you know, armchair quarterback in this thing here. But if it were me coaching and I was Dan Campbell, I'd probably have him in there a little bit more than he has been. No, I concur. I don't know if they're they're worried about him playing, taking too many reps his rookie year, trying to save him for the playoffs. But I agree. I think he should be utilized a lot more. Also, like with me having Lamar Jackson in our, our fantasy matchup, I got to wait all the way until the second game, I mean, the, excuse me, the third game on Christmas to see if my fantasy fate is still active. So obviously the very last game of the week is going to be a big one for me too. Yeah, well, I mean, nothing for nothing, but, uh, you know, good, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> it, it's going to be, it's going to be a good game. You know, there's only a three point difference. They're projecting three points between, between us. And, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good game. Now, let me ask you this question. Did Fred actually go out and get a heavyweight championship belt for the winner of this league? Because I thought that was the prize. Um, I don't know if you're putting words in one of our mouths or not. I was just going to get you a, a Sadie's gift certificate. I don't want that. I want the <laughs> you you got an inside I, man it, now. You don't need one. If I win this thing and I and I get the championship belt, I I commit to you this. I will wear it every time I show up to do a radio show. Oh God, I love that so much. Aaron Buck Burnett, hey, you are the absolute best at everything you do. I'm in your corner in everything you do, obviously, except for fantasy football this weekend. <laughs> Good luck, my friend. Cheers, brother. Merry Christmas to you and yours. You too. When we get back, we'll be talking more Christmas with super producer Jeff St. Louis. You've been listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. What a day today, friends of the show. Had a lot of fun here on Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Now, it's, it was, it's true that you like to let the music percolate just a little right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I always. Especially when it's a banger like this one. Yeah, this is, this is like a a perfect rock him impersonator. Where does he get some of this at? Uh, so I'm, I'm a little behind the scenes talk. We we own this, so we can't put it on Spotify with you know coffee written music. So this is the K and ML band right here. Base every single commercial break is a Kirtland signature artist so everybody sounds like somebody else and it's just like rejoin music that we often make fun of we gotta have benign non-copywritten stuff so we can put up our spotify and apple and stitcher and soundcloud and facebook live and youtube live and all that other stuff that we do that's beyond 95.9 fm and a and 610 the sports animal so that's why you haven't heard any of our rejoin music ever outside of this program We've got our own roots right here. I do. It's either like 
benign, non-copywritten music, or it's Brandon Ortega who makes this music. <laughs> That's great, too. I love it. Christmas coming up on Monday. Jeff, are you ready? It's going to happen whether I'm ready or not. So, <laughs> you know, just going to have to do like Ann Richards said and just kind of go with it. Do you do you have like all of your shopping done and like all the food you're gonna make? Is that is that all ready to go? Or are you a last minute guy? You know what? I'd love to tell you that I've been planning all year for this event and that I'm ready, but no, I'm that one that's running around just grabbing whatever I can. You know, I I don't care if somebody's already bought it and returned it. Just put it in a bag and wrap it for me, please. Do you? Oh, that's fine too. Um, I used to be like super crazy about my gift giving. Like I would, you know, I'd keep my ear out all year and buy something that they were talking about and I would hide it in the closet. And then I have like an old school kind of unique way of wrapping gifts, like the regular brown paper. Oh, that's and, cool. And then like uh, after years, I was like, this is like adding a level of stress to your life exactly. that you don't really find necessary. Like the... The the joy of giving to others was seriously depleting my baseline mental health. So I was like, I'm going to take a step back and only do experiences. So like usually like I'll buy somebody something to do, like a you know an ABQ Axe gift card, so they can throw axes if they've never done it before, like a free month at the YMCA or stuff like that. Um, if I was going to get like tangible goods, it would probably be at the Duke's Team Store, or, you know, any number of things. But what I do is I make food now, Wow, Jeff. Yeah, I do uh, pickles and kimchi and hot sauce and salsa and then sometimes some other random stuff. Like I made jelly two years ago and and I I give away the gift of delicious food. I got to tell you, anything that somebody else has made for me, you know, is going to go a lot further than, you know, something that you got on a Black Friday sale, you know. Oh. A socket set for five dollars you know i don't know but it just it's more special if somebody has handmade it for you yeah i i agree completely and it, and it's something that you know while i enjoyed it for a long time like trying to find somebody like really thoughtful gifts it it, it kind of stripped some of the joy out of the season for me but making like food and all these products i like to give out i always enjoy doing it and I love the experiential angle that you're taking because, you know what, it was told me sometime a while back that that $1,000 iPad that you have is going to be on a shelf at the Goodwill eventually for $5. Yeah. That same $1,000 that you would have spent on on a game, you know, uh, on a uh, on a really good concert, you're going to remember forever. Right. Yeah, I agree completely. Experience is over stuff, baby. Absolutely. Yeah, do, do you guys host for Christmas, or you go somewhere else, or do you just uh, outsource it to some restaurant? What do you guys do? You know what? Sometimes it's a toss-up. Sometimes we've actually talked about uh, going to Vegas just because Ooh. it just makes it so much more fun, and you can get people to actually meet you there and stuff. This time, we're going to go down to Truth or Consequences and, and visit with some of Ron's family and, and, uh, and just uh, take in the vibes that way because there's some, uh, some of the nephews are back from college and stuff. So that's what we're going to do this year, but who knows what we're going to do next year. You're going to do a little spa day in TRC2? They got some really nice hot springs. I love their hot hot springs down there. You got to do that.
every time you go. Jeff, thank you so much for stepping in and ending the program with me. Always a pleasure, my dude. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks to friends of the show. Had a fun day today with Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, our NFL insider, Ned James, Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer, Voice of the Ice Soaps, Josh Sushan, your new favorite, Jay Bell from 93.3 The Q. Jason Thomas from the Ice Wolves, and of course, just wrapped up with Aaron Buck Burnett of KKOB and Duke City Champion Wrestling and all other enterprises. We'll see you tomorrow from Sadie's on 4th Street, Albuquerque. You're going to do the program and then watch the game and have a lot of fun with it. Stay safe out there. We'll see you tomorrow, Burke.